You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning and welcome back to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio, all about real estate edition. I'm your host, Carol Morgan. And before we get started, I'd like to thank New American Funding for being our 2022 show sponsor, our 11th year on air. We certainly appreciate New American Funding's sponsorship of our show. So if you are looking for some new marketing tactics for 2022 or a new website, then you are really going to enjoy today's guest. I want to give a special welcome to my friend, Greg Bray. He's the owner of Blue Tangerine. Welcome to the show, Greg. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today, Carol. Great to have you. Well, let's start off, um, give everybody just kind of a quick overview and introduction of who you are at Greg Bray, and then we'll dive into Blue Tangerine. Sure. Well, I have been doing internet stuff since before the internet was kind of, you know, known, I guess I, in my uh, undergraduate, I did computer science. And my first webpage was I had to convert a uh, essay that I wrote into an HTML document. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was, and, and didn't even know how to spell HTML at that point. So, so it was a, a long time ago, back in the late nineties and was learning as we were getting new browser versions, like every six weeks, you know, new browser versions were coming out and, and things like that. So been doing this for a long time, but I really love helping people build their businesses. That's truly the heart of what I love and being able to then combine that with, with uh, playing on the internet all day. That's what my kids say, right? He just plays on the He's computer all day. All day. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. I get, yeah. I get paid to post on social media all day. So yeah, I get right. that. That's kind of cool. So, you know, I guess I hadn't really thought about that. We probably started our companies about the same time. And, you know, everybody always asks me, how did you get into social media marketing? And I'm like, oh, well, we built this city. You know, I was doing other things digitally and then along came social. So, you know, we've been doing social since before it was called social media. It was yeah. back in the day of digital marketing. And I know you must have started in kindergarten. Then, I was right? in kindergarten yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Just making well, sure. Just you know, I have to tell you, you know, I took typing in high school, not keyboarding, uh, I, typing. I, yeah. And it's probably the best. It's the most useful class I think I took in all of my four years of you know high, high school and four years of college. It's the one I use every single day. And, and my my kids have not gotten good typing education. I, I'm going to go, it. if there's any school board people listening, we need keyboarding typing. skills yeah. because you can't do it all with two thumbs. You, no. you, just, you just can't do it all. It takes two too long. Well, dive in and give us an overview of Blue Tangerine. So Blue Tangerine is a digital marketing uh, and website development agency. We specialize in helping residential construction home builders with their online lead generation. So we help them build a better website, uh, drive more traffic to that website with things like SEO, paid search, email marketing, and then analyze and convert that traffic into leads because it doesn't do any good if you've got a bajillion visitors, if they're not the right ones that want to buy your stuff. So we want to make sure we help you get the right ones that want to buy your stuff. Right. So quality over quantity, you know, good stuff. Well, 2022, it's a whole new year. We've had two crazy COVID years. What do you think the hot trends are going to be this year? More of the same? Or do you see some new things on the horizon? I think one of the things I see on the horizon is real estate's been hot. And I, I don't think it can continue at that pace, you know. So that's that's one of the keys is we need to start stepping back and being able to say, you know what, it's not going to be like this forever. I need to prepare, 
you know, kind of kind of harvest while things are good and invest that in some things that will make that lead generation work when things aren't quite right. so hot. Yeah. The other the other interesting thing that I'm seeing right now, Carol, is because things are so hot, I'm seeing marketing departments switch their focus a little bit further down the customer journey pipeline. Mm-hmm. So before they're they're all kind of at that lead generation standpoint, right? We need to get the lead and we get over to sales. Well, now sales has a backlog and they're right. stuck. And so we need to help these customers still feel connected to the process while they're waiting and help nurture them more while they're waiting. And, and marketing is stepping into that piece mm-hmm. more and more. We we're talking to some people about how can we build some customer portals so they can see progress and we can communicate with them better and, yeah. and some of those types of ideas. And so I see that as a, a growing trend. And I think once marketing takes control of that piece of the process, they're never going to give it back. <laughs> um, like if they give that so, to us, it's ours. Yeah. Well, because, because it's going to make a difference in the customer oh, experience and it's going to help those customers feel a, a greater level of engagement with the company and enjoy the process. And so it will become a differentiator and a sales opportunity there as they, as they do that. So I think that's one thing that yeah. we're seeing right now. Well, and that's really interesting. I guess I hadn't really thought about it as a trend yet, but we've had multiple clients come to us and maybe you're seeing this too, you know, with email marketing drip campaigns. Yes, they're still focused on the prospect, but now they're asking us to write a whole second set of those campaigns targeted towards the home buyer who has already bought, you know, how do we nurture them from closing to through warranty? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we, how do we help them in that step? So I don't know if you're seeing that too, but I think you're right. I think there's going to be some shift in focus there. So that's kind of, kind of fun, fun, kind of cool. Well, website development, I know you guys do a ton of it. Where is that headed for home builders in the market? And, you know, again, what are the, what are the hot trends in website development? You know, for, for the builders who have ignored their website, the hot trend is, come on, people, it's important. So get <laughs> get with it. So that's been a trend for a while that some people still seem to be fighting against. I don't know why. Say that but, too. Yeah. But really, I think the trend that is really building is this whole idea of how do we become more e-commerce focused, if you will, more, I hate the term transactional. That's, that's the word that, because that sounds like we don't love our customers when we say we want to become transactional, Right. but, but it's about supporting the transaction within the website itself. So meaning, for example, a, a transaction is someone gives you money, right? That's one piece of it all, but it could be a mortgage application process. It could be some other type of option selection piece. Anytime that the customer needs to give you information that moves the buying process forward can be considered a quote transaction, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, so, so much of the past has been focused on that lead generation, hand it over to the sales team, and then they do their thing somewhere else, right? In, in the sales office, or now it's the Zoom call or the FaceTime call or whatever. Right. It's not necessarily in person all the time. But how do we then make the website now support all of those transactional touch points throughout the process? Now, Carol, again, we talked about how we're both experienced, not old, experienced. <laughs> seasoned. <laughs> seasoned, that's a good word. But but you probably remember the time where if you bought something on a company's website, you could not return it to the store. Oh, that's it, right. Yeah. You know, um, because they were basically two separate businesses. Back in the, the dark same, ages. With the same brand name, right? Builders, yeah. are, builders are like that still a lot. Mm-hmm. The, the, the web world is still very separate from the rest of the a business point. And I think that's mm-hmm. the trend we're seeing where the, the bigger ones now who can invest are saying, hey, you know what? 
we need to be able to go to the sales center, look at some stuff, go home, look at the list again and do something different, come back with the changes we've made, look at it together and make this, you know, more integrated back and yeah. forth that's supported online with the website. And, and I think when I say transactional, that's the kind of thing that it's not just about, we want to pay a hundred bucks to save a lot. I mean, that's, that's great. And that's right. important. And it has the value of creating that. I want it now and I can do it now instead of having to call somebody tomorrow morning yeah. and do it. But there's so much more we can do in supporting that whole process. And people are used to it in so many other engagements that they do with other companies. Now you make a very, very good point. It's it's like making it more seamless and removing that friction. You know, I guess our buyers, they probably do have a very different experience if they go to the website and they do things versus going into the sales center and doing things. So figuring out how to make that more of the same process. I think you've nailed it on the head there. You know, the, the other thing I kind of wonder, I mean, I don't know if you've, if you've dug through this yet, but, you know, I always like to look and see what the Google top search terms are for the year. And I don't know if you've dug into the top search terms for 2021 yet, but one of last year's top searches was for a home mortgage calculator. It was up 200%. So I'm kind of wondering if that's something that more of our Builder clients need to start integrating into their websites. If people are out there searching it for it so much, again, make it seamless. Put it right there where they can use it on the website. Is, is that something you're seeing at all? We we do see that sometimes. And there's there's certainly some builders that are pushing more towards selling the monthly payment than they are the, the overall home right. price, you know, and, and showing that and trying to be more transparent. I think it's all about pricing transparency. Now, builders that that do a lot of option choices struggle with that a little bit because the the number of options you pick can make a huge difference in the final <laughs> price of the home right, right. You, can, you can start at 250k and by the time you're done it's 500 you know and, and it's and it changes everything but giving the buyer the opportunity to see that what they really want is going to cost x instead of y is, right. is something that's really going to help that process and that connection that they make with you as a company mm -hmm. versus the other one down the street I completely agree. And in knowledge is power, it gets into that whole, I talk a lot about the Netflix effect, which, you know, I, I stole from Lisa Parrish, but it's that whole, we want it now, you know, that immediacy that Netflix has driven us to. And, and the same is true on the website. I want to know what it's going to cost now. So the more we can give that to our buyers, the more they stay our buyers and not, you know, somebody's down the street. Well, kind of interesting. So you and I are on a panel at the International Builder Show in just a few weeks on a buy now button. Do you want to talk about what that really looks like on a website? And you know, what's that process of getting from where we are as an industry to somebody really being able to buy now on a website? You know, the problem with buy now, I think, is it means something different to everybody. And, and that's mm -hmm. really the heart of it. And, and if someone is viewing it as something as simple as I'm going to make a lot reservation so that that lot is mine for the next 72 hours or whatever, until I can come meet with the salesperson. That's one version of buy now, right? And that's right. a small transactional payment that, that, you know, does a reservation. The idea of picking every single possible option and going through the entire process online and then purchasing the home, I think that's going to come at, at, a, at a point. And there are people that are working very hard on systems to do that. But there's also a great number of folks, oh, that'll never work. And so they shut down the whole conversation about <laughs> right. buy now because that's what they envisioned because, oh, this is too big of a purchase. This is too complicated of a process. I agree it's too complicated of a process and we need to figure out how to simplify it to, to really make that effective. 
but there are people that buy homes sight unseen. Absolutely. And we've seen a lot of it in the last two years, you know, and people are getting more comfortable with it. And I think builders have a huge advantage over resales in this area because of the warranty opportunities that builders have that they can offer that they're offering anyway. It's not like they have to add some new program to, to go, you know, buy some special warranty as part like a reseller would, right. would have to, but, but they're already giving warranty service. They're already providing that take all the fear out of this purchase away, you know, by saying, Hey, if something breaks, you're going to come fix it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, you're going to take care of it. And we don't see people talking about that hardly at all. I think that's a real missed opportunity in the, in the marketing side of the the remote buyer who isn't going to come and, you know, check every corner of the house before they make that purchase. I think you're absolutely right. I suspect we'll talk a little bit about that at the International yeah, Builder Show I, in I a few weeks. I hope so. I hope so. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's fascinating. Of course, obviously, if you have less choices to make in a home, it makes that process of buy now way easier. The the car industry has has kind of attacked this problem in one way by creating trim models, right? They create bundles mm-hmm. or packages, right. right? Yep. And and if you want the the leather seats, you might have to get the sunroof, whether you want the sunroof or not, because right. of the way it comes bundled together. And they've made that work. And the reason they did it for two reasons, I think, not being a car industry expert, but I think that number one for simplicity for the buyer, but I think number two, there's some profit margins built into some of those things where they roll in the one thing everybody wants with some other things that, you know, maybe they have a higher margin on type of a thing. And, And so I see package level pricing, something that I think builders should be paying more attention to my humble opinion, you know, so that's, one, one man's opinion worth what you paid for it. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you look at the price of cars now and we're willing to buy those online. I mean, I have to tell you the last one, when I, the last one I ordered, I special ordered. So it was kind of fun. I got to go through and check all the boxes I wanted, although half heated seats, but not cooled seats. I wish I had both. Yeah. Oops. A few things like that. But, you know, if we're willing to spend that kind of money on a car, I mean... People are, they're willing and they're buying houses sight unseen. It just seems to me that there's still a big disconnect out there for a lot of builders about where this is going. So it's going to be fun to watch for the next, I don't know, three to five years, maybe even next, you know, 10 years to see where it goes. And I don't think we have to feel like every potential customer is going to do it. I think that's the other piece, right? Let's, so only 15% of your buyers want to do it. Is that not big enough to still figure out how you serve them? You know, I mean, maybe it goes from there as generational, you know, changes happen and people's comfort with technology continues to improve. But uh, the idea that, well, nobody will ever do that. Well, maybe you won't and, but you're not everybody, (laughs) right? And, And you can't, you can't base your marketing plan on your personal preferences. Correct. And never and always are always bad words. How about that? See, I used that one twice there. But, (laughs) you know, sometimes I wonder if it's the same people who are saying, you know, my buyer's never going to do this. Is that that same person who thought they would never need a website? So, you know, as an industry, the home building industry is always a little bit late to the game on some of these trends. And we got fast tracked courtesy of COVID. So, you know, we're way more caught up than we've been in decades. So that's kind of cool. Are you ready to own a home, but don't know where to start? Speak to a local expert at New American Funding. Get pre-qualified and start looking for your dream home. They make home buying easy and convenient with a variety of home loan options. New American Funding is devoted to helping families finance their home because they want everyone to achieve the American dream, home ownership. 
New American Funding's technology is what sets them apart. Whether connecting with your home loan professional in person, online, or through the app, they are there to answer any questions. Call today to get pre-qualified. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. Well, let's talk a little bit about how home builders can use A-B website testing to figure out what works and what doesn't. I know that's something that Blue Tangerine does and does really well. Well, thank you for saying that, Carol. I appreciate it. This comes out of the e-commerce world. And, and we do, I didn't mention, but we do some work with e-commerce retailers as well. And e-commerce folks have been doing the A-B testing for a long time. And one of the advantages they have is they can see the real dollars connected to a test really, really quickly. When you're selling a million dollars worth of widgets or whatever on your website and you make a change and it makes a 1% improvement, you know, that turns into real money yeah. really quick, right? So A-B testing at, at its core is the idea that, that we have two different versions of something on the website. And it can be as simple as the color of a button. You know, we, we have the green button or the blue button and everything else is the same. And then we measure whether we get an increased improvement in what we want the visitor to do. And again, that button might be a contact us or it might be a, you know, buy now or my, whatever it is. Or maybe it's we move the button to the top of the page or the middle of the page, mm -hmm. you know, or things like that. And so you run statistical tests where half the people see version one and half the people see version two. And there's code you have to put on the site that swaps it out randomly. That's so cool. You know? <laughs> and, and then you get these analysis that says, hey, you know, when you did version one, you got this much of an engagement and version two got that much. And you go, oh, okay, version one's better, you know, and let's leave it. And all of a sudden, you're no longer making design decisions just based on what you like or what you think looks good or what you've got data behind it that says, this helps move things forward. Right. In general, builders have not gotten to the level of investing in their websites to, to where they're doing this type of optimization. Again, if you're not doing any SEO, you need to start there. If you're not doing some of these other basic, we call them blocking and tackling skills, you know, for the, the football analogy, but A-B testing is kind of that next step of optimization level because there's a lot of things you got to get right first, but it's something that I think has some real opportunity for, for builders to now really say, hey, we're working so hard to get this traffic to the site. Let's move them through the pipeline, move them through mm -hmm. the process better. And let's make sure that we're, you know, testing and, and making sure that we're not creating our own roadblocks in the way. Right. Well, you know, they spend a lot of money getting people to their website. You want them to do something when they get there, not just click the back button, right? Yep, absolutely. That's interesting. I'm going to play devil's advocate right now because I know you'll like this statement. So I'm a home builder and I just built a new site two years ago. I don't need to do anything else to it, right? Carol, you're, you're hurting. <laughs> I'm hurting you. How do you respond to the builder who says that? To you? I've got a site. It's only two years old. Why would I need a new one? Or, or why do I need to spend time doing anything to it? Uh, how long is this show? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Probably I mean, not long enough. Yeah, it's really, if if a website is not driving business to the point that you are looking at it every day, you're, you're missing out. You're, you're really missing out because the website should be your best lead generator. I mean, how much do you pay a, a realtor when they bring you a lead? 
you know, and, and if you took that and said, okay, the website's bringing me X leads, you know, every month, and I need to commission the website on those leads by investing that type of money into the site. I think you'd be amazed at what type of return you could get. Now, I, I'm not saying that every month requires that level of investment, but but there, a website's never done. It's no. never done. There's always more you can do. Again, things like the A-B testing we just talked about can identify opportunities to, to change things that may not be big changes from an effort standpoint, but could have big impacts. And things that you don't even realize people are are getting stuck. If you're never looking at it, if you never, you know, it's it's funny, Carol. We we also do some email management as well for our clients. And sometimes websites go down. And from time to time, we'll have a little issue. And, and this not so much anymore as when we were earlier in our life of, of getting better at it. But people might not even notice their own website was down for a day. But if their email's down for 10 minutes, they're on the They'll phone. Oh, what the heck is going on with our email? Why, you know, and I'm like, you need to know if your website's down for 10 minutes too, because it needs right. to be that important to you and your success that you're, you know, pay attention to it. Yeah, I, I get an alert if my if my website is down, but it's not very often. I have a great service provider, but it's interesting. We've been kind of uh, snickering the last, you know, few weeks, few months. It seems like our friends at Amazon have had some hosting yeah. <laughs> problems lately. And, you know, we have client sites that just won't load. And we're like, okay, that one's on Amazon. They must be having another problem today. So I don't know if yeah. it's just the, the level of shopping and returns and everything that's gone on, you know, throughout the holidays and in the new year or what the problem at Amazon is, but they yeah. need to get it together, folks. Stuff, stuff happens. And there's so many pieces in that chain and in the hosting side that any one little piece breaks. We're we're so more much more vulnerable than we realize. We're so dependent on mm-hmm. some of these things. But um, you know, every time something breaks, it's actually an opportunity for improvement because you go got to plug that hole, right? And so you figure right. out what went wrong, and and so you get better. Yeah, you think about that. You know, back in the day, we all would have been, you know, we would have had our hands tied if we hadn't had telephones or you know. If our phones hadn't rung, and now we could all care less if our phone rings. We got to have that email and got to have that website. So. Well, for our listeners out there, again, who, you know, maybe they don't know if their website needs some help, I understand that you have a website maintenance checklist on your blog. How can home builders or anyone else listening take advantage of that? And what should they, you know, what will the outcome of going through that checklist be for them? You know, the the checklists are are terrific to look at on a periodic basis. And, and it's really, it's really kind of strange. Things just break sometimes. <laughs> You right. know, and, and it's not intentional and it's everything. And, and sometimes it's not even the website itself, but let's say, for example, that you've got this contact form and it emails the lead to so-and-so and so-and-so is no longer with your company. Oops. And, and, and all of a sudden nobody noticed that we're not getting these lead emails. Right. And it's not that anything's quote broken. It's just nobody forwarded that email to, you know, somebody else. So if there's only one thing that you do and check, it needs to be your contact form process, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that needs to be the kind of thing that at least every month or so you, if, again, if you're not seeing leads come through, you need to check it more often, but if you're getting leads regularly, but somebody needs to check that process, almost mystery shop your own website, if you will, and see what happens. And it's not just about hitting submit on the form and making sure, you know, something useful happens, but it's also about making sure that whoever's supposed to get the email gets it. And do they respond to it? And does it Mm -hmm. go into the CRM properly? And is somebody going to follow up? Because you work too hard for that lead to just let it die in in a hole somewhere and somebody's right. So, 
So that's just one simple thing to check. I mean, I was on somebody else's site, not a builder, and I was just signing up for their newsletter. And I submitted the little form with my email and got a, an error message. Oh, wow. Their, and this is, yeah. And this is their newsletter, their big capture. Now I did get an email later, so something wasn't totally broken, but they got this, they, they've never submitted <laughs> that. They got this big error and I'm like, do I tell Oops. them? Do I not? You know, am I going to be nice? It's like, eh, I'm too busy today. So they're on the <laughs> <Oops>. but, <laughs> Somebody should have been know, nicer to I, I, Well, I mean, they weren't one of my clients. It was a client I'd tell them, but. Right. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, checking those things on a periodic basis. And mm-hmm. and there's and there's website maintenance packages that, you know, where people will do that for you. You don't right. necessarily have to be a, a company owner where you're checking that kind of thing. But it's it's a simple thing to do that can make a huge difference. Oh yeah. We've had some glitches with our email form just because of the way it's set up. You know, it's set up through I want to say gravity forms, through MailChimp that's supposed to let our well, Gravity Forms is supposed to let MailChimp know, and it's also supposed to let me know. Well, for a while, it was just letting MailChimp know. Oops. So they were going into our autoresponder program, but I was missing out on the opportunity to respond back to whatever they wanted. So I now check our email form periodically, and I just send myself some crazy test with some made-up name and you know my email address just to see what happens. So it's, it's important because things do break, and especially for those listening who have WordPress sites, all yeah. it takes is an update and a plug-in that doesn't agree with the program, you know, the version of WordPress that you're built in. I mean, it's little stupid stuff that breaks that, you know, sometimes takes a web dev company a while to sleuth and figure out which part of what broke to fix it. So absolutely knowing that is important. Well, this has been a super fun conversation. Before we wrap up, I would love for you to let our listeners know how they can get more information on Blue Tangerine and seeing us at IBS and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, bluetangerine.com is our, our website, just how it's spelled, blue and the fruit, you know, tangerine. <laughs> um, and we are going to be at IBS. We're going to have a, a booth. Uh, like you said, Carol, we're going to do a panel together. So we'd love to have people come listen to that. We're going to have a couple other folks join us. That So hopefully we get a little banter back and forth yeah. going there and, and don't agree on everything. That's right. You know, I'm available on LinkedIn as well. Um, if you just search Greg Bray on, on LinkedIn, should should pop up. There's, there's a couple other imposters out there, but not too many. <laughs> The and, same and you can search the Greg Bray way and you might uh, find him there on LinkedIn. Are we, we going to go there? I, yeah. I <laughs> so. Very good. Well, um, do you know your IBS booth number? I don't. You don't. Okay. So, but if you're going to the International Builder Show, make sure you all check out Blue Tangerine, especially if you're in the market for a new website. They will have a booth somewhere in the technology area. Well, that wraps up this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I'd like to thank Greg Bray of Blue Tangerine for being our guest today. Thanks for being with us, Greg. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you right here for our next episode. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, 
Contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.